Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I am athlete tonight. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosbore, and I'm with my guys, Brandon Marshall and LaShawn Shady McCoy. And if you haven't heard the story of today in sports, it's the health of uh, Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin. Scary situation last night in Monday Night Football between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. DeMar Hamlin tackled wide receiver T. Higgins from the Bengals on a, you know, routine tackle. It wasn't nothing malicious or crazy. Hamlin got up from the tackle and then collapsed backwards and hit the ground. Hamlin received CPR while on the field, according to the Buffalo Bills, and his heartbeat was restored on the field before he was transported in the ambulance to UCMC for further testing and treatment. Now, the Buffalo Bills did give an update around 1.42 p.m. today, and this was their statement on Twitter. DeMar Hamlin spent last night in the intensive care unit and remains there today in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. We are grateful and thankful for the outpouring of support we have received thus far. I mean, fellas, this scary situation last night, right? We talk about this being a brotherhood and, you know, whether you're playing or retired, when you see one of your brothers go down like that, it's it's a very just scary situation. LaShawn Shady McCoy, DeMar Hamlin went to your university, right? He went to Pitt. Um, and the NFL is a brotherhood, but just like there's a brotherhood in the NFL, the people you go to school with as well, or went to your university, there's a brotherhood in that. So just want to hear your initial reaction to what took place last night. Yeah, it was uh, very emotional for myself. <clears throat> D ham, um, is, uh, 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 as, as solid as possible for a young boy. Right now, I remember going to Pittsburgh for their, their spring camp <clears throat> and watching them play. And I said, who the heck is this, this this young boy running around, playing safety, playing corner, making tackles, making hits, picking the ball off? He had a C on his chest, so he's a captain. So as we meet each other, um, I instantly, like, become a fan of his. Like, he was so mature, right? And um, such a good kid, man. And, like, yesterday got emotional for me because we had small talks, you know, hey, Micah, Micah's down, you know, Michael High's down with the neck injury, time to ball out. You know, small things on social media, you know, conversing back and forth. Um, and then, like, once I talked to his teammates yesterday and today, just checking on them because I've seen their, their emotions. A lot of them players I actually play with. A lot of them guys over there, that's that's the main guys, were young when I was playing. It was like my, 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 my young homeboys, you know. 
And um, I knew it had to be severe because the way that the reactions from crying, from tears. And I won't right. I won't get on air and talk about and describe uh, what took place on the field, the respect of his family, right? Um, hmm. You know, but it was tough. It wasn't just the normal concussion-type protocol hit. Guys on the ground, um, you know, they're down for a little bit. They'll be okay. It was more severe than that. And uh, guys that I did talk to today, they spoke on how, like, the uh, the Bills did a great job of of um, having, like, counsel for the players today. Mm. And seeing something like that so dramatic, that can be traumatizing, you know, for having counseling to talk to the players um, this week, today, going on, to help them cope with what happened. You talk about the brotherhood, dudes, and the brotherhood – especially for the NFL, was guys that go through the same things you go through, right? I was telling on on um, Speak today, my best financial conversations wasn't with my financial advisor. It was with my brothers because they know mm. how it is. I got to pay for my brother to go to school. I got to pay for my mom this. I gotta pay. You, mm. How can we save money? How can we do a better job? So all them type of things you talk to in your brotherhood. And yesterday, talking to, to, to D. Ham's brothers, um, that play the same positions or play on the same side of the ball. It's like we didn't get no no thumbs up. We didn't get no peace signs, no no emotions to let us know okay, he's, he'll be okay. So it's hard for us to go out there and play this game when we don't know if our brother's okay. It's hard for us to continue this game. So now going forward, they have to play the Patriots. And I think the message was, you know, NFL made a statement that things were going as planned. There won't be no Bengals Bills game right now. We're going. To, it's going to go to week eighteen. So as as these brothers are like, well, how do I go back to talking about tackling when my when my brother is fighting for his life because he tried to make a tackle? Yeah, you know. So it was just so emotional for me because the relationship of of me and D Ham, him being younger, maybe older, me trying to give him some type of advice for the NFL, and then also just him being a pit brother. And then, he's, and then he's even seeing an NFL player on the ground like that, yeah. right? It's never been seen before, so it was definitely um, – and then the last part, not to talk too much, but this kid's 24 years old, right? Yeah. He went to school at, at Central Catholic, Pennsylvania, right? Um, Central Catholic, they beat they, – same Dan Marino's high school. They beat me in my, my championship years and, you know, my senior year. And it's crazy because, like, as a parent – because I have children. It's like his parents went to the game. They drove. He had a lot of family dr- drive up from Pittsburgh to Cincinnati for the game. It's not that far. Two hour and a half drive. Monday night football, you know, him being a six-round draft pick, he already plays with a chip on his shoulder. So now Michael Hyde goes down with a neck injury. Now I'm the guy. I'm starting. And this is how good he is. Six-round draft pick and still playing. They didn't replace him. He's been starting since week three. So mm-hmm. I think about, like, me having kids – Everything as a parent, you try to do the best thing for your parent, for your kids to succeed. Like, okay, high school. Now they're in college. Now my son got drafted in the NFL. So you're doing everything possible. I know people that that didn't do that and fighting for their lives for different reasons. Maybe it's getting 30 years in jail for something they did wrong. This kid was doing everything right and actually um, the, the game that he loved, the dreamed of, is playing. And now he's fighting for his life. This is it's crazy. He's twenty four years old. So I just my heart goes out to him and his family and his friends and our our pit brothers and 
NFL brothers around the NFL, the, the, the Bills. It's tough, man. It really is. Yeah, Brandon, b- before I go to you, there's some stuff I want to dive into that LaShawn Shady McCoy said, right? Um, you talked about it, right? We as players, we've almost come become numb to other players getting hurt on the field, right? Um, you talked about it. We always look for that thumbs up, that pound. You know, we're going to you know, give you that fist pound on the way out just to make sure you're good. But we didn't get that last night. And I think that's when everybody knew that this was a dire situation and this would what separated it from any other situation. Because how many times have we been on the practice field, Brandon, Bashan Shady McCoy, a guy gets banged up. What does the coach say? Move it up 10, 15 yards. Move it up 15 Let's yards. continue yep. practice. And I think at times that we get desensitized to the situation where we don't even realize, like, when somebody goes down, that's a major thing. Like, even if it's an ankle, whatever, like, we've become so numb because we're accustomed to move it up 10, 15 yards. Let's continue to practice. Like, on to the next play. I know people were talking about, you know, um, is this game going to get played? Like, that right now was the last thing on anybody's mind, right? It's the health of DeMar Hamlin. That's the only thing that matters Right now, and I know some people complained about feeling like the NFL took maybe too long to decide to postpone the game. But what I would say is this. Yes, there's protocols in place, but even if there's protocols in place for something like this, Shady, you spoke about it. We've never seen anything like this. Now, Brandon, I'm going to go to you because I know you were in a similar situation like this in 07. Um, But we never seen a guy, to my knowledge, get CPR on the field, right? in the middle of a game like we've never seen that so yes there could be protocols in place but you're literally you know i don't want to say making it up as you go along but you're trying to do your best as things like that happen brennan i want to go to you because i remember in 2007 right um you're playing the buffalo bills right and tight end kevin everett was on kickoff team i think it was the second quarter runs down makes a tackle but then his body was motionless after the tackle just talk about that situation when you were in Denver and playing Buffalo. Um, what was the mood amongst your teammates and like what was going through your minds just so people can understand? Again, this is not the same situation. Don't want to put them in the same, you know, stratosphere. But again, another scary situation where a player's laying motionless and you don't know what is going on with him. Um, well said, dudes. Well said, Shady. Um to answer your question, dudes, 2007, <clears throat> the Denver Broncos playing against the Buffalo Bills. Big game for us, AFC matchup. Um, <clears throat> during that time, I was playing a lot of Madden. And a lot of us was playing a lot of Madden. There is a special move that you can make on Madden back in the day, which it was like the hit stick. Yeah. Remember? The hit stick was you can be on Madden and you can make a big hit. We celebrated the big hit. Right, we embraced the big hit. ESPN had uh, segments on this dude got knocked out. Remember, mm-hmm. they had to change that. But that's that that those were the key moments back in the day. Like man, those the the brutalness of the game, the violence of the game. Two thousand seven, man, uh, being on that field that day and seeing that, it changed my game forever. Mm. You know, I'm from Pittsburgh, right? Like, I am I played the same type of ball that Shady played. And the reality is, and I'm not saying this, I'm not trying to get into, you know, we banter all the time. And we we, we joke and, and, and we, we make fun of each other all the time. We compete all the time. But, you know, where you come from uh, determines, like, the top style of ball you play. And Pennsylvania football is tough, right? 
you know, and then there's like Cali, there's Florida and it's speed and it's finesse and there's different games. Not saying that it's not tough. It's not hard hitting. But when you think about Ohio football, you think about Pennsylvania football, it's like tough. It's real tough. And so, you know, hitting uh, was a big deal to, to us. And being on the field that day when I saw that, um, the crackbacks for me was done. Never forget after mm. after that game, playing against uh, the the Indianapolis Colts, you had Brackett, the, that short, stocky uh, uh, middle linebacker. Yep. Bro. It was good. He was real good. Shady. I had a hit stick. Oh, I was about to clean his clock. Like, I mean, there's so many highlights. If you go on YouTube today and just Brandon Marshall hit kill shots or whatever, you'll see me depleting people. And then we played the Colts that same year, a couple games after, and I was coming across the field, man, and I had this clean shot on him. And right when I was approaching, I just said, yeah, 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 yeah. He looked at me, and we thudded up, right? And that's where that brotherhood, that fraternity that comes in. You know, on the field, we know how to take care of each other in practice. In mm. games, it's like, we got to go compete. But literally, after that game, dudes, I stop all of that cut, that crackback, and I stop all of that blindsiding. I would actually call the, my brother's name on opposing team and, or give him a sound, yee, 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 just to get their attention. So I don't deplete them, but I make it look good on film. So Coach Shanahan or someone or McDaniels don't say, what are you doing here, Brandon? It's like, man, I ain't about to do that. I ain't about to hurt my neck. I ain't about to hurt my brother's neck. So mm-hmm. that, that was a big moment for me because – you know, I'm 6'5", I'm 230. A lot of people would say that, you know, I played the, ga- the game in an aggressive manner. You know, sometimes played it uh, very violently. Uh, but the reality is, man, it, it changed forever. And, you know, you guys said a lot. <laughs> you know, when I was, uh, uh, you know, watching this game yesterday and you know, I was in and out because we were doing some other things, how I knew something was wrong was Russell Wilson's tweet. You know, alert came on my phone and, you uh, Russell Wilson said, you know, wow, I'm praying for you, right? Praying for your health and safety. And when I, with the, there was a summer, I was like, damn, I got to go check. Let me go check in. What is, what is going on? That, that tweet just, you know, we always see players, you know, say, oh, I'm praying for you or, mm. you know, um, you know, a setback for another, you know, setback for another opportunity or whatever. Come back, yeah. Come back, yeah. We always say those things. But there was something that felt powerful in that. And then we turned it on, bro. And then you see the guys rallying around and standing around and praying. And, you know, what you guys painted earlier as far as guys crying and, you know, just uncontrollable. It's like, oh, this is real. And then when they said CPR, mm. I was like, whoa, never seen anything like that. Never. Never heard anything like that. Dudes, I thought you was actually going to go back to the story your freshman year when we was at UCF. And Paul Carrington in practice, yeah, passed down, out. we had to have a yeah, chopper yeah. come get him off the practice field. His neck, he couldn't move. He mm. was he was temporarily paralyzed, but we didn't know what was going on. Coach George O'Leary, to which I'll just say, he said, move it up 15 yep, yards. Yeah, I remember Shane, that. Yeah. I heard you say this story earlier, too. It was like, yo, 15 yards. You talked about Andy Reid when you was in Philly. That's when that was a wake-up call for you when you was in Philly, where it was like Andy Reid, player went down. He's like, yo, move it up 15 yards. Like, that's the culture. And, dudes, your freshman year, bro, I sat there and Coach O'Leary was so mad at me. I said, I'm not moving. I'm staying right here until I know my teammate is okay. And everybody else moved up 15 yards and went on, like, business as usual, mm-hmm. right? So, like, there's a lot of things that stood out to me. Um, 
in that moment last night, obviously him and concern for him, especially when you, you hear about CPR, um, never seen anything like that, <clears throat> never experienced anything like that. Uh, been around the game, played the game 20 something years from six years old all the way up to 30 something years of age. You know, another person that stood out to, 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 to me was my son. My son is hounding me to play football. And I'm like, mm. damn, it's a tough decision, right? Because of these moments, right? So like a lot, a lot has uh, uh, come up for me over the last 24 hours, you know, then obviously getting the opportunity to sit back and listen to Shady on 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 his show and then others like Booker and Dominique Foxworth and Bart Scott. Uh, those were those were powerful stories, man. And and the only people I really want to hear hear from right now are football players. Like, I don't care to hear um, from Stephen A. Smith. And I love him. I respect him. We had him on our show. I don't care to hear from Skip Bayless. I don't care to hear from him. I want to hear from my brothers, man, that played the game and understand. You know what I mean? And, you know, you feel it. I, I respect that. I respect yeah. that. Yep. That's For it, sure. man. Like, I mean, we can talk forever. Like you said, Shady, you know, not trying to dominate the conversation, right? Like, this is just... I mean, but this is this is what we're gonna do on today's show. Like, this is you know, this so is much, what it is. Yeah, and I'm not trying to dominate the conversation, dude. So I give it back to you, man. But like, so much has come up. It's an emotional time for and, and that team has gone through a lot. Yeah, like people man. forget this, man. That so the owner, uh, Miss Pagula, she's been hospitalized for the whole season, right? And then a couple months ago, Dustin Knox, brother passed away. Lost his brother. Yeah. Come on, so then, 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 then. Last night, your other brother is on the field fighting for his life. CPR, bro. Yeah, that's... this is such a, also, a crazy it, thing, man. But also, shady. You know, when you're playing in the city, you kind of take on you take on the personality of the city, and you really fall in love with the city. So you can even extend it a little farther. Remember the shootings at the grocery store in Buffalo. Mm. Go back to last week. The blizzard. How many people were left? Were were we lost? You know, That's in true. Buffalo, right? Yep. So like, they've been, yeah, they've gone through it in Buffalo this year, man. Yeah. It's been tough. This is I am athlete tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doolsbill, with my guys, Sean Shady McCoy <clears throat> and Brandon Marshall, and we're discussing, you know, the scary event last night with Demar Hamlin falling down after making a tackle, and then having to get CPR on the field. Um, Brandon, you were talking about you just want to hear from football players. And this is why we have this platform, right? To take you into the locker room, take you into the field, take you into our emotions as, you know, former athletes. And Shady, I don't know if you remember this, but you probably do. Uh, I never had a situation like that. I don't know if anybody's had a situation like that with DeMar Hamlin last night. But one of the scariest ones I had was in 2016 when we traveled down to Miami. And Aaron Williams got in a collision with Jarvis Landry. Now, Aaron Williams just oh, had the neck injury yeah, the year okay. before. Right. Yeah. So as I'm on the field and my brother's on the floor, because me and Aaron had got tight, really tight that year when I signed to Buffalo, um, had chilled in Toronto a few times. As I see him laying on the floor, knowing what his history was, so many things went through my mind. And then I saw them bring the stretcher out there, bring the ambulance out there. And thank God he was able to kind of walk off on his own accord. But I thought he was going to have to remember they sent him to the hospital, Shady. And for the whole game, I'm thinking, yo, is my brother all right? Is he going to be good? And, you know, I texted him today and was like, because I talked about this on CBS this morning. Like when I saw him get back on the plane, Shady, like it was so much lifted off my chest, bro. Because, again, you you was there in 2015 when he had the original neck injury. 
right? Some yeah. people said he wasn't going to play football ever again. Now I'm thinking, like, is he all right? Because this is two injuries in a row, two years in a row with the neck head injury. And is he going to be good? And there was so much emotions. And we had to finish that game because kind of like last night, that happened in like the second quarter. So we still had to play, you know, a whole nother half in that game. And we're all just trying to make sure that, you know, Aaron Williams is good. So, again, it's it's not like last night because, again, you, you always want to make sure every situation is different. Give it its own respect. Um, again, we we I have never seen somebody get CPR on the field, which is, you know, a scary situation. But just from that, you know, perspective and, and us talking about brotherhood and, you know, even though we compete every single day, like at the end of the day, this is a fraternity that not many people can get into. Right. What is it? Uh, Two thousand players maybe total ever played in the NFL or something like that or like fifty two hundred. It's not even in like the, the, the hundred thousand of players have played in the NFL. So it's a new amount of people that have played this game. So it's, it's an exclusive club and yeah, we compete against each other, but at the end of the day, we want to make sure everybody's good. And to this point, there's never been a time where I put on shoulder pads and a helmet fellas. And I didn't think I wasn't going to walk off the field just to put that into perspective. Like how many times Brandon or or Shady, either one of y'all can answer this question. I'll start with you, Brandon. How many times have you ever put on your helmet and shoulder pads and thought, well, there's a chance I might not walk off this field today. Yeah. Mm. I can't recall the time, dudes. <clears throat> but what I can recall, uh, and this is when I knew that, you know, my time was probably uh, coming to an end in the NFL and just playing football, uh, was uh, my second to last year playing for the Giants. Only played six games and I snapped my ankle. And mm-hmm. so I still was there. And, um, you know, come December, you know, I'm around the team. I'm rehabbing. So I'm in the building. But like I'm see- literally seeing, um, big snacks. Yeah, Phil down there looked like they like taking duct tape, putting together his damn knees, his arms just to go out there to practice. Crazy in twenty degree weather, in 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 New York, right in Jersey, um, and then other players, you know, JPP, like mm. looking at what he had to do, just to go out there and get through a practice. I'm like, man, like I just I felt for my brothers, like I felt their pain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so macho. We're so strong to not think about what can happen when we go in the field. Right. right? So like, no, I never thought about it. You know, never thought about like the ultimate can happen on the field. But, you know, when I start really feeling like my brother's pain, how they was limping and trying to duct tape their damn bodies together to get through a practice, just get through a week. That's when I was like, man, this is brutal. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I'll go to you, Shady. Same question. Like, is there, and then we got to get to break. Has there ever been a time where you put your helmet on, your shoulder pads on? I thought, you know what, today, well, not obviously not today. could be my last day, you know, playing this game. But has there ever been a time where you're like, there was a chance that I, I could not maybe walk off this field? Nah, <clears throat> I can't think of a, of, of a time a play, a game, a day. I, I, we never think of that, though, right? That's, never, that's true. I'm going to play where I'm like, oh, man, this is it for me. Um, You know, I always played the game at a high level, but I always played within my style. My style was more cautious. Was I, I felt like I was smart. I, I take on challenges, but it depends on when I'm taking them on, you know? Hmm. Um, But, yeah, I, I never had a moment where I could say, 
yeah, this is probably my last time doing it. Buck O'Neill dedicated his life to teaching us about the heroes of the Negro Leagues and demonstrating that you could get further in life with love than you could with hate. Now is our opportunity to say thank you to this legendary man. Join the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum as we celebrate Buck's long overdue induction into the National Baseball Hall of Fame by supporting our Thanks a Million Buck campaign. It's an effort to raise at least $1 million by fans donating a buck or more in support of the NLBM. Remember, every buck counts. To donate, visit thanksamillionbuck.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Welcome back to I Am Athlete. Tonight, I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, LaShawn Shady McCoy and Brandon Marshall. And we're taking calls in regards to the DeMar Hamlin injury sustained last night. Give us a call, 888-623-3646, 888-MAD-DOG-6. We want to hear from you. The league, the NFL, has announced Tuesday afternoon that the Bills and Bengals game would not be resumed this week, and no decision has been made as to whether the game will be played at a later date. Now, NFL Executive Vice President of Personnel, Troy Vincent, said that the priority was the well-being of DeMar Hamlin, obviously, and the players from both teams and their staff. This is Troy Vinton speaking on the scary situation last night with DeMar Hamlin. I thought it was just appropriate that both both clubs just returned to the locker room um, just, to, just to make sure that everyone was okay on what we saw. Um, throughout that time, obviously, there's, I'm in constant communication with the commissioner, um, constant communication with the medical staff, which was most important. Uh, nothing else mattered but took care of of DeMar in conversation, Commissioner and D. I'm in constant conversation with both head coaches, uh, getting off uh, real time. And frankly, that was the time that you saw where we were just really trying to make sure that we were doing right uh, by DeMar, um, the players and the coach. Tonight, you had a place where, you know, both coaches were uh, understandable about where we were. Either coach, frankly, was talking about uh, resume play. The players weren't. 
and again, medical staff, player, uh, union, union officials, uh, real-time broadcast partners, uh, just trying to make sure that we were keeping everyone abreast of uh, what was taking place and what we were thinking prior to the decision being made to, at this particular juncture, uh, both the head coaches came back, got on the phone with myself again, communicated with the commissioner, um, that the players, head coaches, and we just felt like uh, collectively time to communicate with um, the general public, um, those that were in the stadium, um, that we were, we were going to postpone play. Now, Troy Vincent said that the NFL emergencies, emergency action plan, which is covered on a regular basis with all teams, was activated last night. And he said that he saw that all the coaches and players were traumatized by what occurred on the field. And, you know, the last thing they were thinking about was resuming play. Now, in a memo mm-hmm. sent to all teams on Tuesday, Commissioner Roger Goodell informed the clubs that last night's game will not resume this week and that teams will be uh, promptly advised of any decision made going forward in regards to that game. LaShawn Shady McCoy, um, what do you think about the decision of the NFL to not resume the game between the Bengals and Bills? Of course, not last night, but just at all this week. Yeah, I mean, my, to be honest, dudes, like, I I can't even answer that because I, yeah. I, I really don't care when the game's played. I don't care where the game's played at. I, I, I truly don't. You know, hmm. Hamlin's the only thing I care about. DeMar Hamlin's the only thing I care about. His health, his safety, his recovery. So you can ask Brandon. I, I really don't care. Yeah, be and, and and of course, right? That's all that matters. We want to get an update. We haven't had any updates since around one forty-two p.m. from the Buffalo Bills. Um, that's all that anybody cares about right now. But Brandon, just to, to ask the same question, uh, what do you think on the decision for, from the NFL to decide not to resume that game this week? Yeah, so like I, I mean, I really share the same sentiment as Shady. Um, you know, this show felt like it's going to be one of our most challenging shows um, because it's like we got two hours, and you know, what are we going to talk about? We're not going to talk about basketball. We're not going to talk about all the other games. You know, it's really this is this this is the only story. And uh, as ball players, who can? Who who sat in those seats? Who wore those cleats? Right, like we we feel that. Yeah. But uh, I I will give some thoughts here. <clears throat> I I feel like this is this this is damn near an impossible, not impossible. This is really hard for the NFL right now. The NFL is oh. in a really tough situation because you got to think about you know our fight as players against the owners forever from day one that they don't care about player safety it's all about the bottom line it's all about business i really believe man even troy vincent like we just heard troy vincent you you threw that sound to troy vincent Mm. you know like when you hear troy like i know troy troy sat in those seats he wore those cleats correct real but what we see from the NFL all the time is the NFL being reactive, the NFL protecting the logo, protecting the brand. And I, and I have to say, man, I feel like last night was maybe the first times, maybe even ever that the NFL led with their heart and got it right. And it wasn't about just bottom line. And it wasn't about just 
the business and protecting the shield. It was like, you know, you got moments, you got minutes to make the right decision. Because if they would have played that game and tried to push forward, which some people say they they tried, yeah, man, like you know, you know what type of uh uh what type of backlash they would have received from that. Yeah. So like, um. I just put myself in Troy Vincent's shoes. I put myself in those coaches' shoes. I put myself in the owner's shoes. And it's like, you know, how do you move forward? You know, how do you, like, what is the right way to do it? You know, you're talking about how do we, you know, all these playoff implications that's at stake here. And this is a big game. This is defined, like, playoff seating and all this other stuff. Like, but then you get our guy who's fighting for his life like correct none of that matters yeah it's it's a it's tough spot and, I, and, I, and i'm saying this and i don't want anybody to look at like i'm insensitive or whatever like the nfl will move on the games will be played this weekend you know um and things will look different for the Bengals, and it'll look different for the bills because they were out there they saw this mm. right you may see some guys not out there some guys may be affected forever bro yeah. And and I'm actually I'm glad you kind of brought that up because, again, we talked about never seeing a situation like this before. We got to put into mind the mental aspect of this. Right, Brandon? Like s- these images will be seared in some of his teammates minds forever, like you talked about. Right. Like none of us have ever been on the field and seen a teammate go on the ground and have to literally be resuscitated, right, to get CPR. Like, I couldn't even imagine it. And it was a good thing that I heard that the Bills and Bengals had, like, grief counselors there for people to talk to because they're going to need that in those situations. Like, this, again, we talked about the brotherhood of the NFL. This could affect, you know, players for life because that's an image that it's going to be hard to get out of your head. And going back to something else that you said, right, Brandon, because there was – you know, they on the ESPN broadcast, they came out, said something about a five minute warm up period to resume play. Now, Troy Vincent came out and refuted that and said, you know, we never said that there was going to be a five minute ramp up period for them to play. So I don't know where that report came from. And ESPN came out and said it because, like you said, Brandon, if they had did that, the backlash the NFL would have received. And who's to say that the players would have even been willing to go out there and play? Right. Because if you just look at their faces, if you look at Josh Allen's face, Stefan Diggs, Tredavious White, obviously, you know, that's his brother in the secondary. Like these players were going through it emotionally. So we're going to open up the phone lines. We want to hear from you guys. Give us a call, 888-623-3646, 888-MAD-DOG-6. We're going to head to Florida. Tim, who is a retired soldier, wants to talk from that perspective. Tim, welcome to I Am Athlete tonight. Hey, folks, thank you. Uh, I am a retired soldier. I'm currently in Florida, but from Pittsburgh. Uh, So I, Mm. I can relate. Uh, to you guys, I actually played ball with Bill Cowher, uh, and I was tragic that we got to talk under these circumstances, but and and very so tragic for uh, Hamlin and his family. But I wanted to offer a slightly different perspective, and I think you guys started talking about it. Uh, you know, the drumbeat goes on, and I don't, at the risk of sounding insensitive, my heart bleeds for this this young man. You know, uh, but. I've been. I also retired from the postal service, where we literally had an employee drop dead on the workroom floor. Five hundred employees, and we kind of moved the employee off to the side and continued 
to work, if you can believe that situation, because the mail still had to go out the next day. And I know you guys have, have had some rough times, but I want you to understand people in other walks of life have had similar experiences. And yes, all these tragedies are, are difficult to overcome. I just pray this young man makes it through and pulls through and gets back to his life dreams. But I did want to offer that slightly different perspective, at, albeit at the risk of sounding insensitive, and I don't mean to be, but uh, my heart goes out to him. And and you're right, the NFL is in a very tough position. But I, I pray to God things work out and, and we get back to some semblance of normalcy in the coming sir, weeks. Sir, sir, thank you so much for your perspective. What's your name again? My name is Tim, Tim Fandry. So, Tim, um, yeah, like, I think it is important for us to be very careful during these times because there could be a lot of backlash if, Absolutely. you know, we say the wrong things and it can come off insensitive. Right. And, um, right. you know, so I, we're seeing that across FS1 with Skip Bayless, even Bart Scott, who I felt like had some valid points on how the game has changed and how we're teaching guys to tackle uh, could probably play a, a role in this. Like, he's getting backlash, but I really think that we need to unpack his points in his position a little bit more. Um, I'm saying all that because, you know, what you're saying, right. It, you know, we, even Buffalo, when did that grocery store open back up? Right. Our high schools, these these shootings, when, you know, it takes time, but when did they open back up? Right. The thing for me with all of this, Tim, the thing for me with all of this is that, like in the NFL and in sports, a lot of times we are looked at, and most of the times we're looked at as these superheroes. You know, we're these gladiators. You know, we have nine lives. And, you know, we're not human. Just like the rest of us. Right, correct. And, and so that. for me, I just pray that this situation humanizes the athlete just a little mm. bit. You understand? It like, does. I- I agree with you. I mean, that was so tough to just watch it as a spectator on TV last night. You know, my wife was watching with me. Our hearts just bled for what's going on out there. And you could see the pain in all the standby's eyes. I mean, it was terrible. You know, mm-hmm. it was just Pre- a, yeah, appreciate a you calling in, Tim. And yeah. Then, t- but, but before. Go before, ahead. Sorry, uh, dudes. But this is really good. Like, uh, you know, this is. <sighs> Look, it, it, you know, everybody have their own perspectives. And, and thank you so much for calling in, Tim. Um, but soldiers, he said he's ex-military, I believe, right? Yeah. You know, they're trained a lot like us as well. Mass pain, move forward, you know, don't show no weakness. You know what I'm saying? So, like, how we're trained and, you know, how we're developed, you know, goes into a lot of that, you know, and and you know, what we believe a man is, what we believe a warrior is, whether it's on the battlefield or on a football field, you know, I think that uh, we get it wrong at times. <laughs> and 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 things like this gives us an opportunity to kind of start these conversations because, you know, <laughs> you know, you just turn on Twitter and you can see some sick stuff. Man, yeah. You know, you know there's probably some conversations that people are having. It's like, well, it's time to move on. It's like, is it really? 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like all this, you you know how many people, dudes, you sit it on CBS this morning. Shady sit it on FS1 this morning. Dominique Foxworth talked about it. You had even Ryan Slark talking about it on ESPN. Like you had all these guys talking about guy goes down, move the ball up 15 yards. Right? Like that's what we're used to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's like, man, we we gotta change that, man. Like mm. we can't take a moment to pause and say, okay, like, you know, how are you really feeling? How are you really doing? And that goes into the mental health stuff, and we can just discuss that forever. But like, you know, I just think yeah. moments like this create a space for us to have real conversations. Yeah, again, tough, tough situation. I, I think to your point, Brandon, we do got to get out of that mentality where somebody goes down and we just automatically taught in our head to, well, we got to go on to the next play, right? Because that that isn't healthy, to be honest with you, right? But that's all we've known since Little League. Let's head to New Jersey and talk to Douglas. He wants to talk from a doctor's perspective. Douglas, welcome to I Am Athlete tonight. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for taking the call. Um, yeah, this whole idea that, you know, this warrior perspective is just, you know, that may need, may need to be smashed because, unfortunately, in 1971, this happened also, and that player died. And I remember that because I'm 64, so, you know, I remember, you know, seeing that basically that was, uh, you know, they didn't show all the games, but they basically cut to that game because of the injury. I remember seeing Daryl Stingley get paralyzed. You know, that was a game I actually watched. As a physician, I'm a board-certified anesthesiologist. I'm an African-American doctor. And watching, you know, these young men who basically are doing this because it's like the best and fastest way that they can attain wealth, you know, through their athletic prowess. But you see the problems that, that occur, these horrendous, serious injuries, the long-term lingering injuries. Nobody talks about that when you guys walk off the field. You know, when you're done, nobody's like, oh, yeah, that was great. You know, when they see people like I've seen Tony Dorsett, you know, a few years back, you know, how he can barely walk and these other athletes. And it just becomes, you know, it's a problem. And watching the fact that, you know, this young man, they had to do CPR for 10 minutes terrified me because I know having run cardiac arrest, you know, if we don't get somebody back within 10 minutes, you know, that's brain death. It's done. That was yeah. a very scary thing, you know, and that even now, you know, we, you won't really know for the next, you know, uh, 24 hours, which is why nobody can say anything, because right now the biggest thing they're trying to do is keep brain swelling down, basically keep them sedated, make sure oxygenation is, you know, as best as possible, and then slowly start backing off to see what his neurologic function is going to be. Mm. And that's a scary thing. And you guys are young, you know, seeing this, you're in your 20s or 30s and you're watching somebody that you just, you know, suited up with, you know, getting, you know, shot and having CPR and getting intubated. I don't even, I don't, couldn't fathom what those guys went through. And you can't ask somebody, okay, go to the locker room, you know, sit down for a couple minutes, come back out, let's finish this game. That can't happen. I don't even know if they really should finish this game, whether they basically work it out as a tie, whatever they want to do with it. I could see them pushing their, you know, the, the, the game, back, their next game back a day 
because mentally they're not going to be even close to being ready. You know, how are you supposed to practice? How are you supposed to practice after that? Yeah. You know, you, these are young men. You, most yeah. of you have never seen this before. You've never seen anybody. I mean, you've seen it on TV, but you've never seen it live. So I can imagine, you know, what, what, you know, is going through their heads. Yeah, appreciate and, you calling and, in, Douglas. And, 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 you know, that was great. I'm so, like, that was an awesome perspective to have yeah. Dr. Colin Dews. Um, I kind of disagree with him, man, like on on one part. And that's... What's that? Like, we're trained to move on. Yeah, but that's what the conversation we just had, right, B? Like, we got to yeah. get out of that mentality. Right, I know. But it's like, you know, how? That's what yeah. the NFL's about. That's what. But, but we've been taught about. it since what little league, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. You know what I'm saying, and that's the problem. You know what I'm saying. So you have that, and you know, look, we you, both of you guys played for the Bills. You guys have uh, relationships there. You know, Shady played with guys. A lot of those guys are still in that locker room. You know, and um, uh, our our Chicago Bears chaplain. This is to the. Doc, to Doc's point, our Chicago Bears chaplain, when I was playing uh, for them in 2012, 2015, Lynn, he's the now the Buffalo Bills uh, chaplain. Anthony Lynn. Yep. Oh, no, no. What's his Lynn, I know him. A little yep. short yes. white guy. Yes. He's a great yes. dude. Soul, yeah. soul yeah. of the earth, bro. I texted him today just asking how he was doing, right? Because, Shady, you talked about it earlier where, you know, today they have a lot of uh, support in the locker room today, uh, helping out the guys. And you saw that on even on the sideline. And Lynn was one of those guys, you know, one of the only people on the sideline that probably is equipped for something like this. And so I just checked on him and saw how he was doing. And, you know, he said, look, we just have to pray. Um, you know, the next couple of days are critical. That's all. Yeah. You understand? So, like, when Doc's saying, like, these next 24 hours, 48 hours, are extremely important. Um, you know, that that like that's that's big. And 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 I I want to say this dudes and sorry to hijack your show. No, no, you good. We just gotta like, get the break after one after of the things the that I you know I you know we're seeing this pushback. Shannon Sharp wasn't on his show today because of what Skip Bayless said. So Skip Bayless was a man one man band and he's talking, you know, really had to come out and apologize and explain himself for his tweet. There's other people out there, but Skip Bayless really is uh, the poster, the poster child, the poster boy uh, mm-hmm. on this this topic. And, you know, Shady and I was talking offline earlier, bro. And, you know, I'm asking, you know, how he was doing and what he's heard. And we're talking and he's, you know, same Shady that you're seeing tonight. Like none of that shit matters. You know, like he's devastated, you know, he's concerned. And media... <laughs> linear the traditional route is who can get the scoop mm. who can break the story yeah first yeah right and, and and like there's like that's the business of this right and this is you want to be that person and what i respect about this whole new media and the platform that we have with sirius xm and you know in our whole approach and this is why i said earlier i only want to hear from our, our our football players is because like that shit ain't about the scoop you know what I'm saying? It's about the yeah. emotion of it. Some people right. don't like it, but like 
you know, we have an opportunity to do things like the right way and humanize people. But Shady McCoy, like he had an opportunity. He could tell you, you know, what the experience on the field was. You know, he knows that. He said, out of respect for his family, I'm not going to do that. That's right. You can too, dude. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and it's just not right how uh, some of our athletes and some people don't like this. You know, you get paid. That's what you signed up for. But how some mm. athletes are covered, a lot of our athletes are covered. You know, it's just not right. And that's why you're seeing this disruption in media, this whole new media thing where athletes and artists and entertainers want to sit down with their peers. Mm. I was just fed up. And so um, this is one of those things. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete Tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, SiriusXM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.